All right, what God means us to understand from his word is usually right there in plain sight. In fact, I would discourage anyone from looking for hidden meanings. But there are some things you have to study a little harder to see. And I've got a couple of those for you from Genesis 5 today on Beyond the Notes. And I hope you know what I mean by hidden meanings. I've, from time to time, gotten these sort of breathless emails from people about, you know, if you count the, the 17th word in the 15th column of the third, and all this, and, and if you turn the page this way and look at it in certain light, I don't know, that there's some esoteric, deeply hidden meaning in God's word. I've always said that I'll go looking for the hidden meetings once I've figured out all that God wants me to learn from the plain ones, and uh, I'm going to run out of lifetime before that happens, and then I'm going to go to heaven and live with Jesus. But there are some times in a passage where there's a there's something to see that's sort of there in plain sight, but you have to kind of be willing to to take a fine tooth comb and dig for it, uh, comb for it just a little bit. And I think there's a there's a there's a character, a person in Genesis. Uh, Five that is is sort of like that. Before I before I get to what I want to tell you about this guy, um, there are a couple of side matters I've been asked about regarding this genealogy. And one of the one of the questions is, what about these long lifespans? Well, I want to tell you, just like I would take the position that the days in Genesis chapter one are days, I would take the position that the years in Genesis five are years. And yes, they really, really, really did live that long. Um, we can ask, why did they live that long? Or we can turn the question on its head and ask, why do you and I live such a short time compared to them? I think there's a credible answer in that uh, when the universe fell, when, when the fall happened in Genesis 3 and the universe became corrupted and broken as a result of mankind's sin, uh, things began to get worse. And you have the, the decays in the environment. You have, you have the decay of... Um, in, in, in sort of semi-scientific terms, the human genome, humanity is just more broken than we were as originally created. And we're not as durable. I know we, we tell ourselves that we're smarter because we have more gadgets, but we're not any smarter. Um, we're not in any way superior to these earliest human beings that are much closer to the, the original unsoiled image of God uh, they just plain lived as long as they lived. That's the plain statement of Scripture, and that's where I would I would take my stand. These years are years, and these lifespans are that long. Regarding Genesis five, there's a whole ton of math in Genesis five. There's a lot of that's being said about well, this person was born, and then he lived this long, then he had his son, then he lived this much longer, and then he died. and And if you nest all of those together. It actually works out to be a very, very orderly chronology. Uh, me being the um, inveterate spreadsheet nerd that I am, of course, I, uh, I cranked up my spreadsheet and did the work. And I've, uh, I've got a link to a PDF in the show notes. If you want to look at sort of a spreadsheet expression of all the math in Genesis 5, 
Um, I've, I've got that done for you. But here's, here's what would be the funnest thing for you to do, I think. Take a legal pad or a spreadsheet program or however you want to work on it and go through Genesis 5 yourself and sort of chart the passing of the years from zero, call year zero the creation of Adam and then year 130 the birth of Seth and just proceed all the way down and see how your work compares to my work. It would be interesting to see because I've done this a couple of times and I think I've done it pretty carefully. And so work towards something and use my, my PDF there to, uh, to compare notes. I think that could be, that could be kind of fun. One of the things that's going to emerge when you do that is when you get down to the son of Enoch, Enoch, who did not die, who is translated to heaven by God. The, the story is told here in Genesis 5. There's further commentary on that in Hebrews 11, 5, that he, uh, he simply did not die. Only he and Elijah in the Old Testament uh, had the benefit of passing directly from life to heaven without ever dying. And there will come, as I said on the Lord's day, there will come a generation of uh, believers who won't die when the, when the Lord returns and raptures his church, a topic for a different day. But the son of Enoch is a man named Methuselah. Now, Methuselah is fascinating in that he is the longest lifespan in this genealogy. I don't uh, imagine anybody ever lived any longer than Methuselah. It's hard to state from a negative. It could be that other people living in this same period of Earth's history had lifespans as long as Methuselah's, but he's the longest one that we know anything about. He lived 969 years, and yes, I think that means he lived 969 years. But here's what you will, you will discover. Well, I'll save that for a punchline. Let's look at him for a minute. First, we just don't know a whole lot about Methuselah. He's only mentioned in this genealogy in Genesis chapter 5. He is also mentioned in the genealogical recap that opens the book of 1 Chronicles. And he's also mentioned in the genealogy of Christ in the Gospel of Luke chapter 3. So we only have him as a name in genealogy in Luke and in First Chronicles. And here we only have him as a name associated with the, the years of his, of his life and the birth of his own son, Lamech, who is the, the father of Noah. Methuselah was Noah's grandfather. But there are a couple of intriguing things. First, his name, Methuselah. His name means his death shall bring. Now, that, that doesn't have a direct object. It doesn't say what his death will bring. It just is his death will bring. So Methuselah is, is uh, named by his father, Enoch, who walked with God and was translated to heaven. He's, he's named, he names his son, his death will bring. Now, we know that Enoch was a preacher of the coming judgment and wrath of God. We know that from the book of Jude. So he names his son, his death will bring. And the question is, his death will bring what? If Enoch's public discourse was about the coming judgment of God and he names his son, his death will bring. Well, that's, um, that's an interesting name for a son. And here's where I think the real, the real punchline is. 
while the text does not state this directly, if you do the um, fitting together of the chronology of the, the years between creation at year zero and the year the flood begins, you're going to find that the year the flood begins, I'll go ahead and give this away. You see if you can work to it. The year the flood begins is the year 1656 since the flood. And if you do that same chronology, you're going to find that that same year, 1656 since the flood, is the year Methuselah died. Methuselah died. I don't think he died in the flood. Now, you have to admit that's a possibility that Methuselah is. And by the way, Methuselah, Methuselah's own son, Lamech, dies five years before the flood begins. So Lamech doesn't die in the flood. All of the ancestors of Methuselah are dead before 1656. But Methuselah dies the year the flood begins. Two possibilities. Again, the possibility that he perished along with most of the rest of humanity in the flood is certainly uh, a possibility. But the name his death will bring, given him by a father who was a preacher of the approaching judgment, leads me to conclude that Methuselah was probably right alongside his grandson Noah, an evangelist before the flood, warning people of the wrath of God to come. And if that's the case, and I'd like to think it is, and I think I'm on pretty solid ground to conclude that, then the death of Methuselah marks perhaps the very moment when the fountains of the deep were broken open and the rain began to fall and faithful Methuselah was spared the wrath of God because he died and, and went to be with the God he knew uh, as the world then came under judgment. Now, you can dig and you can, you can check on all that. A big takeaway I want you to get. Nothing that I've shared is a deeply hidden meaning. Anybody can look up the name Methuselah and see what it means. Anybody who has patience and a legal pad can work out the math in Genesis chapter 5 that Methuselah dies the year the flood begins. But I wanted to kind of walk down that path and, and shine my flashlight on some interesting things as we walk that together because that's the sort of thing we do here on Beyond the Notes. I hope by now you're liking and sharing this podcast with friends and I look forward to being with you again on Beyond the Notes. Thank you.